maybe the other will do it. <laughs> Last time I started it, someone told me, oh, that's how you're starting. That's how you're going to start. I have a lot of opinions and not a lot of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a shirt made for you that says that. Because it's true. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions, but not a lot of ideas. Yeah. It's a podcast where we talk about fan fiction. Eloquently put, Alan. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm Alan. I'm Aaron. And we, we've all, well, I've always wanted to be part of a book club. Uh, that's never really happened for me. <laughs> I've never made it around to a book club. <laughs> but when Aaron told me she read fan fiction, I was like, oh, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> we're going down this rabbit hole. So... This is what I what I want this podcast to be is a fan fiction book club mm-hmm. where we read stuff and then you guys hear us talk about it and then you guys can tell us what you thought about it. Yeah. By comparison, I was in a book club and left the book club. Because <laughs> 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 reading a full book was too much commitment. <laughs> I'm just going to read 3,000 other stories yeah. instead. I have a short attention span. Um, and I want the exposition to be done for me. Um, no, so I've been reading fan fiction since I was probably 13. And now mm-hmm. as a 26-year-old, I'm like, I've had this whole backlog of this intensely, you know, interesting, you know, material and this big part of my life that I have never really talked about outside of one or two people. And then Alan comes along and we start talking about fan fiction. And I sent him a fan fiction via text at one point to, like, yeah. you know, broach that topic. And now we're talking about them, and that's a really cool and kind of scary thing, but, like, it's nice to have a chance to talk about something that I sincerely enjoy with someone else who sincerely enjoys it, and, you know, really kind of examine the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. And the, like, truly insane, but more <laughs> more on the line of the good, because, you know, there's some really good stuff out there. We'll do an episode at some point where we, we strictly look for bad, but... I think we should do an episode where we find... The most out there fan fiction that we still enjoy. <gasps> oh, I love that. Like, where's the line for each of us? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But that's for future episodes. Yeah. Why don't we talk about... What What tags are we doing this episode, Erin? This episode we're going to do angst, and then we're going to read some roommate AUs. Ooh. What yeah. is an AU for anyone who might be listening who doesn't know the terminology? <laughs> if you don't know what an AU is, it's an alternate universe where you place known characters in a new setting. So it could be taking them to a different time period. It could be in the same sort of time period, but a different place. Or like mm-hmm. a lot of AUs will be like if you have a superhuman character removing their powers. So what would happen if they didn't have magic or superpowers? or whatever it is. Yeah. So, alternate universe is what AU stands for. It's so good. I love a good mm-hmm. alternate universe. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so we decided to do two tags per episode for mm-hmm. now, and then we, you know, we always reserve the right to change the format. <laughs> we're, um, still, we're figuring it out. Yeah, we're navigating this, but one tag that is just a content tag, um, mm-hmm. and then one tag that is a different type of AU, since the world of fan fiction is all about reimagining source material in different ways. There seems to be an infinite number of alternate universe <laughs> tags to play with. So we started, we're starting with some, you know, common ones and then it might get weirder as the, as time goes on. <laughs> I am sure. We'll no. probably revisit some popular ones and, you know, think of new and creative ways to send. Cause everyone has more than one roommate AU. Oh, for sure. There's some of these tags we're going to have to come back to at some point. Cause yeah. there's just so many. 
Okay, should should I talk about the one I read first this week? Yes, <laughs> please. Oh God! So... Please let us everybody just preface this with the comment that I included when I sent this recommendation to Alan, which says dot dot dot. I'm just gonna need you to accept the premise on this one because it's good, <laughs> and you do have to just accept the premise on it. Yes. So all right. So the the fic is called "Easiest Way to Go Is Up." Uh, the writer is. Right through the night. It is a The Avengers mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvel movies uh, fandom thick. The summary is Clint Barton is the Avengers token human, but Clint Barton is not human, not fully at least. Or the one where Clint has wings and no one knows. <laughs> and I think that is the best summary <laughs> uh-huh. that could ever live for any fic ever. So this is a fic with uh, Clint Barton, who is Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and Phil Coulson, who is the agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all I know. So I've, yep. seen, I've seen the first Avengers movie, and that's all I've seen. Oh, I'm not a superheroes no. movie guy. Oh, I don't no. like comic books. Uh, all the gay gamers are, like, sharpening their pitchforks to come for me, because I'm not... Fine. It's not about... I'm not about it. So I was... Marvel is, like, the biggest fandom that I'm in currently. Like, that... That makes sense. It used to be... I used to 100% be a claner. I used to be very into Glee fanfic. Yeah. And then that all went to hell in a handbasket. We don't have to talk about it. And then Marvel is the thing that I read now. Like, it's... Really? It is, I would argue... I think it's the biggest tag that I have in my... Wow, that is yeah. so surprising to me. Yeah. But that's that's awesome. Like, I, I was... I read through <laughs> some of them, and luckily I have enough of a, like... I haven't watched all of the Marvel movies, I but I think I've watched, like, enough to kind of know it. The only one I haven't watched, and I know it's, it's like, locking me out of so many fan fictions, is Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, no! Winter Soldier. Yeah. No, and here's why that's upsetting to me. That's my favorite movie in the oh, entire really? cinematic oh, universe. I might have to watch it. This is the the angst pick that you sent me, wherein Hawkeye actually has wings. Is actually a hawk. Yep. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. It's very angsty because... So the thing is that he, like, I guess it's like a family trait that, like, a recessive trait that, mm-hmm. like, his mom has wings, but she doesn't really pull them out, mm-hmm. and then he, his come, when he comes, when he's six years old or something, and yeah. he lives with an abusive father, and he tries to learn how to, like, put them away, but he doesn't really want to, because mm-hmm. he's like, but I'm pretty now. Right. And then the father, like, breaks a bottle and is like, oh, yeah, well, we're about to, like, not make you pretty right quick. And we don't see that happen, <clears throat> but it's essentially, like, a child abuse fic. And then uh, later on, we find out that his brother, his older brother, also, like, is jealous of his wings because he didn't get any. So he, like, also hurts him and hurts his wings. Yeah. And so... He grows up to be this, like, very um, reserved, repressed human uh, who doesn't let anyone touch his wings except Phil Coulson. Him and Phil Coulson have kind of an established relationship. They're married. Yeah. They're full-on married. But they don't, like, they don't... They they don't don't talk about it. Yeah, they don't talk about, like, the... um, there was no courting or, like, Mm -hmm. getting to trust you. There's, like, a little moment where Phil Coulson is shown the wings and, like, then he can touch them and Clint is like, oh, yeah... He's yeah. the only one that can touch him, and, like, it's a sweet thing. Uh, and then he dies. Fucking <laughs> Phil Coulson dies, which I don't remember. Does this happen in one of the movies? Yes! Oh. It is a major plot point of the first Avengers film. Well, fuck me. Buddy. You know what it is? I, I watched, I watched like, a season and a half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
Uh, Wherein he is still very much alive. Did you see the first Avengers film? I did, but it was so long ago. Okay, so the crux of it is that Coulson is stabbed by Loki in the, like, third act. And dies on the helicarrier or whatever. And and they find him in... What's his name? Snakes on a plane. (laughs) Fury! (laughs) Grabs his... He has the Captain America baseball cards on him when he dies, and they're bloody, and he brings them to the Avengers, and is like, it's time to damn well avenge, or whatever. And that's the moment that brings the whole team together after they've been very disparate. Oh! That... (laughs) So they all kind of go around Coulson's death. I think it... I think... Tony says something along the lines of like, "Well, this just made it personal," or something like that. Oh, oh, and they go and I they, have chills. yeah, and they go get him. Because now, though, <laughs> I needed that context for the right? story. Fuck! Oh no! Yeah, okay. and then there's definitely a fandom theory, or like a just like a mm-hmm. headcanon that he didn't actually die. Right. He was just like in a deep coma or something like that, and Fury has been hiding it the whole time. Because mm. that is, like, a thing that Marvel would do. But it's not at all a fan. I I also love the juxtaposition between canon and, like, fan canon. Yeah. Because this fan fiction in particular is chock full of fan canon references. Gotcha. That, like, if you don't already read the fic of this particular fandom, you might not also get some of those Yeah, I, a lot of it flew over my head, which <clears throat> is unfortunate. Because, again, I don't really watch them, and I... I Kind of understood. Yeah. But yeah, so this, we live in that universe where Nick Fury is hiding away Phil Coulson. Yes. Uh, because he wanted to make sure that the Avengers happened and that they were mm-hmm. fighting as a team and so forth. If you missed it, Phil Coulson is married to Clint. Yeah. Clint Barton. And so Hawkeye is so fucking depressed the entire time because he has lost his husband. And it's so fucking sad. And I'm so, like, the whole time I'm like, ugh. He can't catch a break. It's an angst fic. Uh, you were right. Alan. <laughs> I know, and you're so right, but oh, I was yeah. so like, uh. I love angst. Do you really? I love it, yeah. I, I need, <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get to my pick, mm-hmm. but I'll, um, anywho, so yeah, this was really good. Um, yeah, definitely, I'm kind of glad for the, you have to let go, <laughs> Yeah. which is interesting because you wouldn't think that someone having wings in the in a universe where they have superpowers is, is like unbelievable, mm-hmm. but it was a little, I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know. Yeah, you just have to accept the premise. Yeah. Otherwise it's like, you, if you can't get over the premise of it and it is so weird for you, you're just yeah. like, eh. It was good. I thought it was like very like quintessential angst. It was like mm-hmm. dark childhood uh tragic backstory child abuse mm-hmm. uh loss of a partner mm-hmm. uh it was so good and then the end where they like they find out that phil colson is alive essentially and the avengers find out that nick fury did this to mm-hmm. like lie to them essentially and they like say we're leaving fuck you mm-hmm. and it's so satisfying and yeah. i lived for it and there was tears because i cried at everything it was good there's something about it though that kind of left me like I couldn't get into it mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it would be I don't I feel like the narrative wasn't strung together very well mm. like it felt like there are moments like we were, we're starting his childhood and then suddenly he's like uh waking up after the accident or whatever and it doesn't tie together as well as I would want it to it doesn't flow mm-hmm. but that's really the only thing I can <clears throat> kind of say about it because it's very good, it's very well written, it's super angsty, like, I was angsty the whole time reading it. I enjoyed myself, it was a good time. I do wish I had known, like, the all of that stuff we mm-hmm. just talked about, because I do feel like <clears throat> if I had known all of that, it would have hit me maybe yeah. more, but... I also tend to think, so, particularly with Hawkeye in the Avengers sort of mm-hmm. fandom universe... 
there's not much to go off in the movies. Like, you yeah. don't know a whole lot about him. So there's a lot of fandom canon mm. that exists about Clint Barton that this fic heavily relies on, or uh, I think I heavily relies on. And it also does come a little bit from the comic books, I think, but because I don't read the comic books, I don't know this for sure. Sure. But, like, a lot of the backstory with his family, I think, comes from either comic books or just, like, fan canon. Yeah, like the circus thing, I imagine, <laughs> yeah. must be somewhere. It's somewhere in something. Yeah. His brother trying to kill him yeah. when they were in the circus, I think, is a comic book thing. And like, But if you don't have all of that contextual information for this fic in particular, those jumps feel real hard yeah. to fill in. Yeah, yeah. And it also glosses over the whole first Avengers movie in a lot of ways where, yeah. you know, all of that stuff and mm-hmm. happens. So if you even don't remember that, like the premise is a little hard to pick up on. But it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it despite that. Yeah. I love a I, good fic. It'd be really hard for someone to write a fic that I didn't enjoy. Well, maybe that's not that's true. That's not true. <laughs> but I can 100% not enjoy things. I'm very forgiving. Yeah. My favorite is when I read an entire fan fiction that I hate just to spite it. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Sometimes you get a part of the way through something that's not well done and you're like, and then you just have to finish it because yeah. now you're in it. That's not the case with this fiction at all. I love yeah. it. Like, I picked this one. I had a really hard time picking an angst fic to send you. Yeah. It was a really hard time Agreed. to pick. Something about like general... The tags is just so hard. Yeah. But I had an even easier time with fluff. I think angst in some ways is, for me, it starts getting into also the question of like, what do I want to cop to reading? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how dark are we going here? Exactly. Like, I wasn't how, sure, like, like yeah. how, how much death am I sh- sending yeah. your way? Like, how much hopelessness do you yeah. want to read? Well, because I have a propensity for reading a lot of angsty stuff oh, and, yeah. like, hurt comfort and a lot of stuff that's just, like... Hurt can... comfort, I'm, I, I live in hurt comfort. Well, maybe not yeah. too, but I, I like it a lot. So I was just like, well... And then this one kind of cropped up. I was... I just went through my angst tag on Archive of Our Own and was like, okay, like, this one rides a line for me where it's angsty for sure, but it's not hyper-violent or, like, right. hyper-angsty and it's still good and mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. This one just kind of, it was one of the last minute sort of, like, yeah, by the way. My, my angst fic was the same, but, yeah. yeah, this was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good <clears throat> angst fic. Really mm-hmm. wish I had more of the context, but that's, I guess, more on mm-hmm. me. Who goes reading a fan fiction of something they don't fully know? Except See, us. This, this is my problem with superhero things. Yeah. Is that, like, I went in because of Avengers. I've seen the first movie. Uh-huh. I know the characters. That should be enough. But no, you should have watched the fucking third spinoff with Hawkeye to right. know that he was in the circus. Like, there's just so much you need to right. know to fully enjoy it. And there are people who know. Right. Like, there are people like, oh, well, that's because in the yeah. third comic book, Hawkeye right. does. I don't and, know why it's all the third. <laughs> there are going to be people, people who listen to this and they're like, how dare you not know the deepest, darkest thread lines. Email like, me, like, a timeline. Even email to me. Is, email is a summary. Because I would love nothing more than for someone to explain things to me. Yeah. But it's just, like, one of those things. This is what I hate from, like, superhero things is mm-hmm. that no matter how much I watch, there's always something that I don't know. And it's it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So, what would you rate um, easiest way to go up? You read it. You have to rate it. Oh, okay. Well, I would say three. Solid three. Yeah. Three out of five. I'd accept that. <laughs> should, we, should we go into what I sent you, Erin? I don't know why you're so nervous, because I loved what you sent me. Oh, good. It was really good. The way you, you phrased it, you're like, I can't wait to talk about it. No, it's just the next like, one. Oh, oh It's okay. the next one. Yeah. 
But this one was fantastic. Oh, good. I'm glad. So for someone who really likes the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mm -hmm. I have not delved particularly deeply into X-Men. Oh, yeah. It's not something that I know too, too much about. Right. I knew that Charles Xavier was... James McAvoy. <laughs> yep. And Eric Lenscher is uh, Magneto, who's the other guy. Michael Fassbender, yep. Yeah, that one. So I knew that and was like, okay, that's fine. And as long as kind of I have like a actor in my head, sometimes it's fine. Yeah. I love that it was a historical AU. I really, I always, for some reason, really enjoy World War II AUs. I think yeah. they're really fascinating. I like that this placed them on the side of the resistance. I think that made sense. And it was just really well written. Like, this, as opposed to other fan fictions that we've talked about, it's a very full universe, which I liked. Yeah. Just inherent in the one shot. So what 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 fic is this? This is Photographs and Memories by Tiersini? Tiersini? T-I-R-S-Y-N-N-I on Archive of Our Own. And the summary is, when war-battered Eric Lenscher met Charles <laughs> Xavier, the man kneeling in the dirt and whispering to a lost refugee child, Eric feared his days of running from his deviance was done. Which, the summary does not do it justice, do it justice no. at all. The concept is that Eric is a resistance fighter in Nazi Germany, and he's Jewish. He's lost his wife and child to Nazi violence. And he meets Charles Xavier, who is a wealthy Englishman who's housing refugees on his man- in his mansion mm-hmm. and his property. So Eric is bringing these refugees to Charles for safekeeping, which is very in keeping with the X-Men sort of theme right. of Charles Xavier, hope, like, you know, it with is, his yeah. school for whatever. And I think they translated, I th- correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Eric in the actual sort of comics has a lot of shame and issue with being a mutant. And then that translates into wanting to, like, make mutants the top dog or whatever and, like, mm-hmm. doing that. Because they're not mutants in this universe at all. They navigate that sort of self-loathing really interestingly as right. self-loathing for being homosexual mm-hmm. or queer in some way. Yeah. Um, and I like that a lot. And it was just really well written through the whole thing. It's a lot of Eric pining for Charles Xavier and not letting himself have him. And then they do have a night together and he like, he basically is like, well, I'm expecting to die in this war and mm-hmm. I will take that happy memory of what happened with me to the grave and no one will have to know. Yeah. And then they actually reunite two years later after this night that they sent together in Germany and Charles Xavier has been on the front lines as a British officer. And Eric didn't know that. And he was like, I just thought you were like happily living in the countryside and this freaks me out. And they get together again. They have an ongoing relationship. And then at the end, his spoilies, Charles gets shot in a raid. They're working with the French resistance and they're in Paris, I think. And they're, they think they're out of the woods with what they're doing. And then at the last minute, there's an attack and uh, Charles gets shot. And Eric has to carry him out in his arms and it's very dramatic. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, I'm losing it's the very people I love. Yeah, and he's like, and there's a moment, this this is the line I wanted to find. He wanted to survive and he wanted Charles with him. Everyone else be damned. For the first time, he realized that he could possibly survive the war and Charles might not. Because <laughs> I And it's so well done because through the whole thing eric is basically living a life where he's like well fuck it i'm gonna die anyway right so like with somebody who that's the pivotal moment for him where he's like i wasn't expecting to have to live with this yeah that is such a good angst turn and i will say they do have a happy ending it's angst with a happy ending 
where he comes back to bring some officers to meet with their families who are staying at the Xavier mansion or whatever. And Charles Xavier is alive in a wheelchair and they get together and presumably they live, you know, relatively happily ever after. So, you know, it's good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. This was the last fic I found. Because, again, I Mm -hmm. also had a lot of trouble finding the angst. 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 (laughs) I, full disclosure, like, I don't bookmark all Mm -hmm. the fanfics I've read. And a lot of them are stuff that I don't think is accessible to you just yet. (laughs) Please you into it. So I had to search through, like, terms or, like, Mm -hmm. tags or to find the things that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I I only searched angst with a happy ending because I'm such a baby. I was like, I cannot deal with a sad ending. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I... You're such a soft I'm so boy. I'm sorry. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I have 1,911 bookmarks on Archive of Our Own. Dear God. Fanfic.net is older. I bailed on fanfiction.net years ago. But That's the most I, people, I think. Yeah, right. Am I even still on there? Ooh, I am still. It has my password saved, which is <laughs> ideal because I don't remember it. Uh, how many bookmarks do I have on there? Favorites, I think is what it's called. Favorites, favorite stories, 1,791. Jesus Christ, And then that's not even counting all of the bookmarks I have tallied. So, live journal. Oh, God, live Uh, journal. If I had to guess, another somewhere in the thousand. And Tumblr. Ugh, Aaron, please. I have a lot of material to You really pull from. do. I really do. But I was jealous for a second, but then I'm like, you know what? This is kind of liberating because then I can just go and search. What's going to kill you at some point is to be like, oh, I have the perfect story. And then you won't be able to I find it. I won't be able to find it. Yeah, it's hard because I have this like encyclopedia of stories that I read at one point in my mm-hmm. brain. Some of them are deleted. Yeah, oh, that's the worst. Some of the stuff that I was like, oh, this would be really good. And the worst is that Archive of Our Own... When you bookmark something and then it's deleted, it says, this fic was deleted. Sorry. But it doesn't tell you what oh, fic what it was. was. Oh, no. So there are some fanfictions that I'm like, this is just gone. And I don't know what yeah. happened to it. And it's so frustrating. Anyway, that was part of what ran me up in terms of trouble with angst fics is that I was like, there's just so much to choose from because angst is definitely like one of the top tags it's, in it's my bookmarks. One, yeah. It's big. I mean, we all, like, haven't we all sat and watched, like, 18 episodes of Law & Order SVU at one time? We have. You know what I mean? We it's have. that same thing where, for some reason, we really enjoy our characters suffering a little bit. You say that a lot. I'm trying to justify this because it makes me feel crazy and, like, the, awful, but... The best thing I can think about is, we've all imagined our funeral at some point, and, like, who's gonna uh, be there? I actually really haven't. Oh, well. I don't super want one. But I also don't super want a wedding. I feel like I don't want to be the center of attention even in death. Aaron, please. <laughs> we maybe need to talk about that at a later date. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I think there's something about angst that is appealing because it's like high dramatic tension too. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, you know. It's like, the, it's like escapism in a way. Like, I don't know. Like if you're having a shitty day, people in the story are having the worst day. <laughs> That's true. And also it's like safe danger. Yes, exactly. Because it's like... It's like when you're watching a movie or reading a book or something, like, it's tense and dramatic and whatever. It's like, if this happened in real life, this would be awful. (laughs) But I really enjoy, like, reading this because it's just, it's catharsis in some way. Exactly, cathartic, yeah. Yeah. So what do you give photographs and memories? Solid four out of five. Nice. It was good. Yeah. You did a good job. 
Yay. Let's talk Let's about it. Let's end the episode there. No. We're going to talk about it because yeah. I have so many feelings and I'm sure you have feelings because I picked room. I picked. Okay. So the next tag that we went with the AU for this episode is roommates AU, which is another very quintessential yeah, fan to me, fiction. Like, to me, this is the quintessential. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I was the one who suggested this AU and I just mm-hmm. love, I had so many in my brain yeah, for this. Yeah, a ton. And I sent you the one that stuck out in my brain the most, mm-hmm. but I also recognize that it's a hetero ship. Yeah, I guess we should talk about mm-hmm. it at this... I don't know how to say it. Just say I, it. I we am, can edit it out later. I am a homosexual. <laughs> we know, Alan! That's not a secret! Exactly. So, okay, so I am a homosexual man, uh, cisgendered, and I started reading fan fiction because I love to read, and... When I was growing up, there wasn't a, a ton of accessible homosexual men fiction published. Like, I couldn't just go to the school library and get a book about two men being in love as, like, easily as I could get, like, 50,000 books about the quirky girl and the loner kid mm-hmm. and loner guy, you know? So I went online to find all of that. So all of the fiction that I've read online is male-male pairing because... I, that is what I'm into, and that is what got me here, and that is the hill I will die on. You're like, that is the party I was invited to, and that is the party I will leave. Exactly. So that is why most of everything that I will ever submit and send will That's be male-male pairings. So I guess we'll go this way. Is The one that you sent me mm-hmm. was a female-male pairing called, aptly enough, Roommates by Cookie. Uh, this is an archive, on a, archive of our own. It's a Parks and Rec fic. Uh, Leslie and Ben pairing. And the summary is, Leslie and Ben are roommates who give in to mutual temptation. Or the one where Leslie and Ben really need to learn how to communicate and Anne is a magnificent starfish. Which so, is like accurate. Like that's actually accurate. a pretty great summary. It, it, it's really good. The art of the fanfiction summary is hard. Yeah. So this fic, first of all, I I have seen episodes of Parks and Rec. I've never seen all of it. Which is unfortunate, but I know enough yeah. about Leslie Nope, and because okay. uh, she's obviously the protagonist, I know enough about her, mm-hmm. and I've seen a few with Ben Wyatt in it, and so I'm like, I, ca- I had actors in my head, mm-hmm. and I was like, I knew kind of their personalities, it was just great. What this didn't really properly set me up for was, I didn't realize they were college roommates until about halfway through the fic. Oh. I thought they were full-on, like, grown-ups living together. And then they started talking about, like, uh, Leslie mentions, like, oh yeah, your rule about not sleeping with freshmen, and I was like... What? What? 25-year-old sleeping with college? Don't all adults have that rule? <laughs> yeah, no. It's in the tags, but it's not oh, made that makes, super clear. That in the, makes sense. No, the, if you're not reading college the tag, that's then... The, <laughs> the other, so it's additional tags. Romantic comedy. Alternate universe, college university, porn. <laughs> and that is so accurate. Because, okay, this is another one. I thought this was a long one. I don't know why in my head I was like, oh, this is, I think this is six chapters. It's a it long was, it was one shot. It's a long oh, one shot. That's fine. I thought it was six chapters. So I started reading it, and they started having sex within, like, the first page or so. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, they're just going. I was like, where's the story going? And then realized it was a one shot, and I was like, oh, uh, okay, God, I understand. Yeah. But also... They give into mutual temptation, Alan. <laughs> holy shit! I was like, I don't know that Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt would have the kind of sex they're having in mm, this story. It's a little out of... It is a little out of character. It was so hot. I was like, <laughs> yes! Yes! Because Ben White is, like, totally my my type. Like, throw some glasses on him. Ugh. So the first thing I'm going to say is, 
premises that Ben Wyatt is like a player and gets slayed a lot. Which is like... Mm. <laughs> I also thought so. I was like, okay, sure. I should have put the same warning. Just accept the premise no, on this it's one. fine. And then, like, you know, they're like playing around and Leslie's like, well, why haven't she slept with me yet? And then, boom, they're fucking... <laughs> I was like, whoa! Uh, so good. The thing I needed, like, it's so hot. This fic, I was like... Mm-hmm. Fanning myself on the metro, which by the way, I should be on the metro. And I was like, ooh! I, I like dimmed the brightness on my tablet because I was afraid someone yeah. was reading it over my shoulder. That's the worst. I'm not going to lie to you, I read some of this at work. Yeah. And on my phone specifically. Yep. And then I opened up your roommate's AU tag <laughs> and went, nope, and closed out of it and read it at home. Yep. <laughs> um, so I don't know, like that fantasy about roommates, I guess, is really good. Which, I mean, I, I, I live with... It's, you live alone and I live with a woman, so... Right. I mean, it's an accessible yeah. thing. But it's also safe danger because have you ever watched roommate things implode when oh, people have gotten absolute, together? Oh, full on. So if yes. you can just, like, have it in fanfiction <laughs> life and not have to, like, actually fuck up your living situation... So true. So much better. Uh, but, like, there's a part of me that always wished that I could have this... Like, think of how, how convenient it would be. Ugh, I'm talking to the ace person. Right. <laughs> it's just like, you have sex. You, like, order some chicken wings. You eat chicken wings. You have sex again. Then you each go to your own room. The chicken wings sound delightful. <laughs> I'm very into chicken right? wings. I mean, that's why people move in together, right? Yeah. Like, it's convenient. It's convenient, Right? Yeah. But there is that element of, like, a shift in relationship that mm-hmm. becomes convenient. Like, oh, like, we live together as friends, and now there's just, like, you're here. And it's yeah. kind of like you skip a step. So I get the appeal, but also, like, I so love living alone. Yeah, Um, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. This one felt, it felt a little weird setting this one to you in full disclosure because Mm -hmm. it is so sexual. And I was like, we're about to, like, cross that line in our friendship and send each other porn, essentially. Yes. And I was like, all right, cool. This is not how I anticipated our friendship going when I, you know, <laughs> you, you, first you met you. <laughs> <laughs> this this story was really hot, and I will go back to the story. Like, Good. I really enjoyed it. It's So Leslie Nope is, like, uh, clueless as she kind uh-huh. of appears on the show, kind of like, uh, there's a word for it. It's, um, when everyone else notices something, but you're not. Like, not oh, observant. Obl- oblivious. Oblivious, thank you, that's what yeah. I believe. She's a little oblivious about the fact that essentially her and Ben Wyatt are now dating because he spends all his time with her. He is, like, bringing her coffee and sweets Mm -hmm. and they're, like, having sex on every, like, piece of furniture in their apartment. Literally all sex. So much sex happens. And (laughs) she's still just like, oh, well. Doesn't like me that way. It's yeah, just sex. she convinces herself he's seeing someone else. <laughs> she does. I was like, I was offended. I was like, Ben. Yeah. But I also love those types of things where like you realize that they might be cheating, but you know they're not. Yeah. But the character doesn't. It's like that. What is it? Like dramatic irony. Yeah. Where the reader knows there's no way that he's seen someone else. There's no way. But she like comes back from a trip and she's like, I want to be exclusive, and he's like, Uh, aren't we? And yes. she's like, I know that you're seeing this other girl. And he's like, no. Like, when would this have happened? Yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> I am with I you spend all all of my time with you. I love that. I love the, like, I don't want to see other people. I didn't think we were seeing other people. And he says it angrily. Mm-hmm. It's like he, he looks upset that he's like, I thought we were. And I, I love that when they're possessive yeah. a little bit. Ooh. I wasn't aware we were seeing other people, is what he said. His tone is quiet, but there's no mistaking his anger. I love, I live yeah. for that. And then she's like, I know about the girls. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he just starts laughing. Yeah. Because he's like, no, 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 no. That's like 
clearly, like, a long time ago. Like, she's either lying, like, this girl that you overheard is either lying or stupid, or it was in the past. And he's like, no, I'm not, I spent all my free time with you, what the hell? And she's like, I'm so sorry. And then, of course, they bang. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they do. but they have a moment of just, like, they didn't talk about it. They didn't establish the relationship. So yeah. there's just this miscommunication, and then they resolve it. And it's it's really wonderful. Good. It was so good. And, like, Anne is there, and she's very Anne. Anne like, so perfect. That's amazing. I always go back to the episode of Parks and Rec where she's, like, Leslie is, like, this close to actually throwing herself at Ben in the show. Yeah. And she's, like, Anne, you have to stop me. And Anne's, like, but I don't want to. I don't want you guys to be together. And she's, like, Anne, I'm relying on you. And she goes, no, stop. Don't do it. And then Leslie goes, shut up, Anne. I'm doing it. And she goes, yay! <laughs> yes! Oh, oh. Yeah. Another show I need to get on the bandwagon. It's so There's good. so much I need to... Let's not talk about that. That's a whole conversation. Yeah. We'll just keep going in a circle. But yeah, this was delightful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, this didn't make me cry at all. Which, like, Mm-mm. of course, it wasn't meant to. It's porn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It could be porn with feelings. Yeah, porn with feelings. Which I, I got. I was I was there. I enjoyed yeah. it. I don't think they would be that. The stuff they were doing in that fic, I don't think real Leslie and Ben would be yeah. doing. It's pretty out of character. But I'm, I'm here for it. I enjoyed it. This was a good roommate. I'd give it a... Like a 3.8. That's actually pretty high praise, considering I sent you head fic. <laughs> I know. I was, ex- I was expecting you to not like it, honestly. Um, not not like it, but just be like, it's not my jam. And I was like, hey. Uh, I love a good jam. That's On true. some toast? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So much. You cannot say that, especially right after we're talking about weird sex. <laughs> That's so um, true. So, can we talk about what you sent me? <laughs> Please. It's called You Belong With Me yeah. by Spell Knight, Woven Knight mm-hmm. on Archive of Our Own. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, Teen Wolf, <laughs> Derek Hale, Styles Stilinski, roommate fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And boy, I have some questions. <laughs> Give us a summary, Erin. I, I also don't watch Teen Wolf, so I don't mm-hmm, know people. Mm-hmm. Derek and his roommate Isaac, they have rented this house and they were going to room with these two other people who have gone off and gotten their own apartment because they're a couple. Mm-hmm. So Styles, Scott McCall and Styles Stalinsky show up and they are going to be the new roommates. Yes. They're in a university that is some kind of werewolf vampire thing. <laughs> so their classes are all like mythology based. Uh-huh. And they're all taking classes and it's a thing. And then, you know... Things ensue. <laughs> they, like, Derek is all bitter bus because he wanted the nice room and he doesn't have the nice room. He doesn't like Scott and Styles or whatever. He finds them annoying and they're messy. And, loud, and yeah. they're having sex all the time and he's not. And he's bitter bus about it. And then at some point in the narrative, to be honest, I had a hard time reading this. Sure, sure. Um, at some point in the narrative, Derek is like, well, like, he does the thing where he's like, I refuse to admit it, but he's attractive. <laughs> um, and he's like, Mar! and then everyone's like, mm, you clearly have a crush on him. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm just bitter. And they're like, Ugh, and it's a thing. And then Derek is like at home dancing to Taylor Swift or something. Yeah, yeah. And then. he's distressing. He's, he's working on his thesis, Aaron. Right. And then. And Styles shows up and is like, oh, you are human. And it's like, no, he's a vampire or whatever he is. <laughs> it's called Teen Wolf, not Teen Vampire. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, so after that, the, like, ice is broken. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, like, kind of into each other. And then they start smoking pot all the time. Yes. And they, like, lowered inhibitions, start, yeah, like, yeah. cuddling and uh-huh. hanging out. And then they have, like, a lot of sex. A lot of sex. And I'm like, okay, fine. But, like... Uh, <laughs> 
He didn't do anything for me. That's I, fair. I skipped over the sex scene. Sure, I was like, mm-hmm. sure. And that's not to say that I don't read and enjoy sex scenes, because there are some that are fantastic. I sent you <coughs> a very graphic yes, you did. thing, uh-huh. and I love that thing. It was And it's just like, this one wasn't. That's fair. It wasn't my jam. Mm-hmm. The thing that will always turn me off is the, like, wolf dynamics fan fictions. Oh, uh, interesting. I can't stand them. The, like, yeah. alpha, beta, yeah, omega yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Interesting. I think it's really contrived, and it Ooh. tends to be really frustrating for me, and I'm like, I don't like it. I don't get it out of my thick. I will opt out of a, even a well-written ABO fan fiction. Oh, Because um, it's just not my thing. So I think that was part of it. I was like, yeah. Meh. And then it went on kind of long. It wasn't written particularly well. Right, right. And it's a fandom that I don't know a lot about. So when something is written yeah. not well in a fandom you don't know, it's a lot harder because you don't have the exposition and you don't have the context. Yeah. To then just jump into something. Mm-hmm. So this was not my favorite of your recommendations. That's fair. I, I was surprised. I was I was waiting for you to not like a fic a while ago. So no, if this, this if the last fun. one is the one that you don't like, I'm I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. Which to be honest, kind of glancing over it again, I didn't realize how inaccessible it is. Because yeah. I think this might have been like one of the first ones I chose, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize because obviously I've seen the show, not all of it. Again, mm-hmm. my roommate loves it, and so I was watching part of it with him right. and enough to know the characters, and I had to look up a few things. Yeah, it is, it is really inaccessible uh, as far as, like, if you don't know the fandom, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to have a great time. And it also seems to do that thing you hate, which is, like, uh, telling, not, show, not showing. Yeah. I tend to, I think my preference in fiction is to actually be a little bit more wordy mm-hmm. and not rely on dialogue, dialogue as much. I love dialogue. <sighs> I like well-written dialogue, but I think that's where a lot of fiction falls apart yeah. very easily. Yeah, and that's fiction in general, not mm-hmm. like fan yeah, fiction. Yeah, not either. just fan fiction, but dialogue is so hard to get right. Absolutely. That I think a lot of fan fiction does itself a disservice by doing more dialogue than regular. I think, regular to me, though, like, if I, if I open a book and it's, like, all descriptors, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I need, a, like, fair. a balance. I think if you go too far in the other direction, it starts to be an issue. But yeah. I tend to prefer things that have a little bit more meat on yeah, the phones for sure. around the dialogue. And Absolutely. this is very dialogue Agreed, heavy. agreed, agreed. I, That's fine. Also, the friends were kind of annoying. Yes, and agreed. I was like, eh. But I, I didn't know if that was character or... Uh, I think... No, I think I think the characters were a little two-dimensional. Mm. I will tell you, the, the thing I really liked about this is the whole Taylor Swift thing. I know it's dumb, and it's, like, not totally out of character. It would never happen on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy a good, like, we're just going to dance to let our frustration out moment. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. It gives me life. That's not my life, and I don't understand people for whom that is a thing. You, you've never, like, just danced? No. I do not express joy in motion. <laughs> um, I certainly dance a little bit. Sure. And like, you know, everybody's had a song that they, like, bop around to. Sure. But this, I hate, 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 hate. I love it. When people do the fan fiction thing where it's like, oh, they caught me singing and we, like, sang to each other. to each other's eyes. Because I'm like, no one fucking does that. I would. Oh, gross. I would oh, absolutely so do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, I hate it. If we have any listeners interested out there, I'll go to your house. <laughs> you just tell me when you are going to get some emails that you do not want. <laughs> Probably. I just think it's so it's so cheesy and overdone yeah. and corny, and it's not realistic. And like, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, no, 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 no. no. I think I really enjoy it. 
it's just yeah. not a thing that resonates with me. And it doesn't resonate for me in like rom coms either. Like sure, I don't sure, sure. yeah, it's not truly a like fan fiction thing. Yeah. I think like just, just in like, general it's an idea that you don't like at all. It's so overdone. It's it fine. was okay. Yeah. I didn't love it. That's okay. I started it was the only one that I started reading and then put down and like was like, Oh shit, I have to finish this. Yeah. That gets an assignment. Like, yeah, like yeah. I have to read this. Yeah, exactly. And even the sex wasn't particularly like because I didn't care. Yeah, that makes sense. It was like, eh, whatever. I don't know. There's something. To there's something about. Uh, it's like it's like not. It's like a procedure. Yeah, it's like overly clinical in mm-hmm. a weird way. Yeah, like we do this and then we're doing this. Yeah, and, then we're doing this. and it's like the idea of what it would be like to be intimate with someone. Mm-hmm, and exactly. Like, it's just not particularly realistic for people. And this is coming from someone who's never had sex, so who knows. Sure. But I feel like it's very it's very stilted in some ways. Mm-hmm. And it does the thing where it's like the friends walk in and they're like, are you guys going to stop being weird now? And they're like, yeah. leave us alone! Yeah. And I'm like, trope you also hate? how many tropes? No, but like anytime a fan fiction gets too tropey, oh, I'm like, oh, you've just churned out a fan fiction <laughs> with this. Like, it fits yeah. to the mold a little too much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was not my favorite. That's okay. I would probably say, like, what did I write? The High School Musical one? Three? This was, like, a 2.25. 2. 2. Okay. I was going to go with I gave it a 2.5. No, I don't know that we're both rating it, but I also wanted to throw my head in there. Rereading it, I'm like, well, could have done better. But I just think, again, this was one of the first ones I, uh-huh. I found, and I was like, that'll do. And that's fair. Sometimes you just got to pick a thing yeah. to send to your friend. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I, I apologize. But it's not a reflection of you personally. <laughs> you didn't write it, I'm assuming. But I chose it, Aaron. That's fine. There is a weird pressure to, like, I got to pick the best one. Yeah. At, at a certain point, which is probably what happened with this one, is like I was like, there's no hope. <laughs> I'm never going to impress her. We talked about this a little bit and in person, not on the podcast, but fan fiction is like a deeply personal thing and yeah. people often don't talk about it. More people know that I'm queer than know that I read <laughs> fan fiction, although that is about to change. Woo! Um, to share it with someone is almost like opening up your diary and being like, this is something that I really like and this is something that's deeply personally like interesting to me yeah in a way that you don't even do with like tv shows or whatever yeah it's much more intimate i think yeah to share your fan fiction interests with people and you know not like you have to trust the other person a lot but there's also that pressure to be like well i gotta prove that it's good exactly which is a really interesting thing because like you read a shit ton more fan fiction than i do Mm -hmm. and so you know not all of it is good Uh so i shouldn't be feeling so much pressure but yeah it is a really interesting thing it it is so personal because it's like well i've got to show the other person that it's like good stuff yeah, you gotta, like, justify it somehow. Exactly. And I'm like, why do I have to justify something that I, I enjoy? Like, yeah. We're, this is not Pulitzer Prize winning no. bros here, but, like... There are a few. There are some that are really good, and there are some that are perfectly, like, middle-of-the-road, <laughs> enjoyable. Can but, I... like, there's also middle-of-the-road books. Like, who gives oh, a yeah, shit? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? And I think that's what appeals to me about doing this podcast, because I think a lot of people take the opportunity to make fun of fan fiction and not take it seriously. Exactly. But there's some really good shit out there, and, like, we both sincerely enjoy this and i think Mm -hmm. a lot of people sincerely enjoy this but because there's this weird stigma about it yeah we don't talk about it in serious ways yeah when i was doing research while we were starting this i researched like other fan fiction podcasts and a lot of it was just people reading fan fiction that was weird or like Mm -hmm. strange and like they were laughing at it and they couldn't keep a straight face as they were mm-hmm. laughing at like the stuff that was being read. Which, yeah, there's a lot of that ridiculous or like over the top or strange fan fiction even. 
But there's really good writing out there. Like, mm-hmm. genuinely, like, tug at your heartstrings, emotional, rea- physical reaction to it, writing out there. And I think that's, like, I was really excited that I found someone who, like, likes it on that level. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, like, talk about it and, like, have our own little, our own little a book club. Yeah. Our fic club, if you will. It's the fic list. It is the fic list. Yeah, I like that we're taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Not, like, overly seriously, because yeah, it's, it's ultimately fan fiction. <laughs> but, like, we're not just disregarding it and being like, look at all these crazy kids writing yeah. all this whatever. Like, we're looking at the merits. We're looking at the shortcomings. We're, yeah. like, like we would any other book. Or just, like, any other media that we're yeah. taking in. Any form of art. And I think there's a lot of people, there's clearly people out there who've given a lot of their time and energy to writing oh this God, fan fiction yes. because if you look at the volume of work that exists online like it's insane like people over time have written tons and tons and there's more every day so we can't be the only two mm-hmm. who sincerely enjoy this right it's just something that we don't talk about and i think when people do talk about it, it tends to get really cringy mm-hmm. and that's really unfortunate because i think there's a way to talk about this that isn't I don't know. There's a way to talk about it without making the people who are in the things that are being ficked uncomfortable. There's a way to talk about it that is respectful of the fact that, like, if you're writing fan fiction, inevitably, there's a real actor somewhere who might come across this. Or, like, there's real people who wrote this story. And, like, there's ways to be respectful of source material. But take it and have fun with it and do your own thing. Yeah. Well said. Thanks. Sometimes I say good things. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. So anyway, pretty successful first couple of episodes. Of yeah, I would think so. This so far. If you're listening and you enjoyed it, tell us you did. Send us your, what do you guys think about alternate universe tags? When you think about fan fiction, yes. what is your quintessential AU tag? Mm-hmm. Because clearly Alan and I have different <laughs> ideas about what that is. And that's fine. He can be wrong. Oh my God. What would you argue is the sort of quintessential fanfic AU? All right, well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.